1: Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because... Their alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now, here's your Drunk Saints History host, who is... Bombed out of his gorge.
2: Hi, welcome to Saints Drunk History. It's the 2011 Saints Part 2. Uh, Andrew, we left it, uh after part 1 the saints are 5 and 3 they just got their ass handed to them in st louis i still i think you're right i still don't think at this point we weren't like this is the best offense we've ever seen this season is going to be magical like i don't think we thought that and the next week they played tampa at home and they won 26 to 27 to 16 and you felt good about it because they had you know the defense got it turned around, which was nice. But Tampa still had 365 yards of offense. But at least you felt like they didn't get shoved around, and they won. There was
0: a lot of garbage yards in the fourth quarter, though. Yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like Tampa had given maybe made a little run there, but I remember that game was 27 to 16. But it was one of those 27 to 16 games where the Saints trashed them. I mean, the Saints yeah. won that game going away. Easily. Yeah, like
2: it was, it was, it was 24. It was, it was 24 to six. You know, um, yeah. and Drew Brees was back. Like he was, he was efficient. Um, you know, um, where he was twenty-seven to thirty-six, two two fifty-eight, uh, two touchdowns and one interception. Um, but Jimmy Graham again, he's like six for seventy-eight. And and this is the point where you re- you you started to realize. Fun fact of this game: Chris Ivory had fifteen for sixty-seven. Like you know, uh, the Saints are just. Mix in the the random uh, run game because this is the the thing where uh, where Mark in- Mark Ingram had a hurt heel, I believe, and it was kind of kind of uh, hurting him at that point. Um, so, what what do you remember about this? Ge- do you remember anything specifically about this game
0: against the Bucks? Yeah, no.
2: No. The thing that I remember about these games is the Saints were really struggling against, like they had no sacks. And I remember, I remember thinking, man, they're getting, they're heavy. They
0: were blitzing, they were blitzing Roman Harper a lot.
2: They were, yeah, like they, like he, he ended up being the guy, like he had six and a half sacks for the year. I remember thinking, man, they're up in these games and they still can't get to the quarterback, you know? And to me, that's always a concern, like. You know, like, if we want, like, we're, we're recording this game this Saturday before the Buffalo game. Like, if the Saints play Buffalo tomorrow and they get up 24-9, to 9, I guarantee you they're going to start – they're either going to start sacking Tyron Taylor or he's going to be running for his life. You know? Because that's what good or even mediocre defenses get. When you can get up on a team and you know they have to throw, your pass rush, even if it's mediocre, comes alive. And the Saints pass rush, like, it never came alive because they didn't have one. You know? um. But uh, at this point, Andrew, you know they're six and three, and they go to Atlanta, and uh, Atlanta was five and f- you know five and three at this point. So this was like a huge, uh, a huge game. Uh, this game, the thing that I remember uh, most about this game is uh, Marcus Colston was just tremendous in this game. He had eight for 113 and like three, I want to say on the last, um, on a key drive for the saints that put him up 23, 13, like he had a bunch of key catches, but this is another thing where like the defense kind of like, kind of like shit the bed at the end, you
0: know? Yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan was good, you know, And, and obviously back then he had Tony Gonzalez and Roddy white, you know, those were kind of his main targets. Um, But what I remember the most, I mean, this is the infamous game, of course, where it was kind of a seesaw battle going back and forth. Yeah. Um, And then Atlanta hits a field goal at the buzzer. And so then, you know, obviously, you have that uneasy feeling. And um, they, they tie the game right at the buzzer. And so it goes to overtime. And I remember Atlanta winning the toss and so you know immediately you know they have matt ryan and you know they have a good offense and so uh you know that was i was concerned you know when they win the toss you're like oh man are they going to go down and and score on us so the saints get a big stop and you know now you're feeling okay our offense is getting the ball back it's over um but the falcons do a good job of stopping the saints as well um so the saints end up punting and atlanta gets the ball again and i remember atlanta has i mean and, and this is the infamous play where they atlanta has third and one and they throw a pass where a guy steps out of bounds the ref <laughs> marks it a the ref marks it a first down and the play ends up getting challenged by the booth cuz you know in overtime yep. all plays come from the booth and when they do the replay they see that he's short so it's fourth and one yep and so this is where Mike Smith decides to go for it on fourth and one from the Falcons 29. And, you know, Michael Turner has always done great against the Saints. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's a running back. He's a bruiser. You know, doesn't doesn't necessarily have the speed, but he's always killed the Saints. And so I know the Falcons probably had a lot of confidence that even though it was fourth and one deep in their own territory, that Michael Turner was going to get it. So they go for it and the Saints stuff it. And obviously that was a death sentence for the game and the the saints i mean the saints kick a field goal almost immediately immediately. to win the game
2: but here's the thing
0: i mean that that i remember that play just the decision to go for it which which was crazy well here's the thing about mike
2: smith like he his fourth down decisions like no matter what he did it never worked out like he
1: just yeah
0: and that and that was the one's play i mean i remember sean rogers who never really did much for the saints that was kind of their free agent sign that was maybe the one play he Tot- made all year, totally worth it. But to me, but that's t- that, t- yeah, To me, it was, that makes it him a great signing. Play. We
2: might have to. We but, might Hall of Fame induction. I'm not saying he's locked. I'm just saying if you played that on a loop, you made a GIF of it, and you showed it to the committee over and over again, I might vote for him.
0: And Will Smith was on that play too. But I, you know, I think that that was just like the material we got from that. I mean, we've always loved to pick on Atlanta oh and, and, and fourth and one. You know, bef- this was before two points. This was before. The Super Bowl collapse. Um, this I was, was not before- on Twitter then. I was not on yeah. Twitter in 2011. But 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 back then, I just remember Mike Smith going for it on fourth and one from deep in his own territory. Like that was the Falcons' material that we used yeah. incessantly until the other stuff came. <laughs>
2: that was it. Was it was Mike? Like like this? The Falcons have so much great material now. Like the Mike Smith jokes are dated and old.
1: Yeah, You know, like we have have 28 to three and two
2: points, but man, back in the day, kids, Mike Smith jokes were the, were the bee's knees. And I would, that, that was one of the thing for like channel four, like my column, I'd always try to sneak in like a Mike Smith joke, like right at the line. Like my thing was Mike Smith looked like Anderson Cooper. If Anderson Cooper gained 70 pounds. And I'd always try to sneak in a Mike Smith fat joke. And sometimes I could get it in and sometimes they would block it. But I, that was my thing. Like it was be- between b- back and forth with the editors at, sh- at WWL. They're like, the Mike Smith joke is out this week. Ralph. I'm like, God damn it. Um, but,
0: you know, but at this point, the Saints are seven and three. And even though it was a close game, like they beat the Falcons in Atlanta. Yeah. And the high of just the fourth and one stop and. Going on the road and beating the Falcons to go seven and three. Um, at that point, I mean, it,
2: it was it was really good. Like, the that morale
0: play- of the fan base was off the charts.
2: yeah, yeah. Like, you were like, We're seven and three, yeah. San Francisco is really good, uh, Green Bay is really good, but we got it. We're seven and three, we're in really good shape to, to be in contention for a bye and uh, we won a Super Bowl two years ago. We're right the fuck in this. Our window is wide open. You had a bye week. Then, after the bye week, then the shit got real. And they played the Giants on a Monday night. And the Giants were beat up
0: Yeah, injured. They were yeah. injured.
2: Their offensive line was a mess. They couldn't run the ball. They de- But this was a team that was going to win the Super Bowl. And the Saints obliterated them on a Monday night. Like, just like one of these games where you were like, the Giants, they ain't fucking winning. Like, it was 21 to 3 at half, but. Uh,
0: and this was another game where Breeze was just on fire.
2: 24 of 38, 363 and 4. Uh, Jimmy Graham was actually kind of quiet this game. He only, But he only had five for 84, but he had two touchdowns. And I, and if I remember right, one of his touchdowns was just like – where like the Giants had like two dudes on him in the corner and he just went up and got it. And he would score a touchdown. And they don't do it as much anymore. It's
0: funny you just basically said Jimmy Graham – imagine how good Jimmy Graham was at this point that you said he only had five catches for 84 yeah.
2: yards. Like yeah, it was only five for 84 and two. Yeah. But he like was if, like if –
0: the Saints haven't had a tight end catch five balls for eighty four yards since Ben <laughs> Watson.
2: Yeah, so that, that's the that's that's incredibly comedic where we're like, Yeah, he only caught five for eighty eight and two touchdowns. Like that <laughs> like that like when you when you are at when you are at that point with any player, especially receiver, where you're like, Yeah, it just it just didn't it just didn't happen. Uh that's like but that's where but, Jimmy Grant and was at, at
0: that point it became very clear, I think at this point we knew the offense runs through Graham and Sproles, and everything else is decoration. And we've got a bunch of guys that can make plays. And, and every, you know, the ball's going to get shared, but Sproles and Graham were the horses.
2: Yeah, and like the thing was, like teams just didn't have a fucking answer. They had no answer. Yeah, like, like no, no answer. answer. Like the Saints, like you, they they would, cause the Saints formation you to death. And what they would do is they would just. Move Graham or move Sproles like in motion, and it would it would just cut teams up, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know. And then the next week they play Detroit, and Detroit, you know that Detroit had been in the abyss, right? They were zero and sixteen, but by this time they had uh, who's the guy? The the guy who was like the crazy coach? I forget I forget his name. He's de- oh
0: Jim Caldwell. No, or no. no uh, um, I forget. His, I was- he's a
2: defensive coordinator for the Eagles now. Um, yeah,
0: the guy that uh, Jim Harbaugh slapped on the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, oh, I'm blanking. I'm on his blanking name.
2: out on his name. I gotta. Um, I gotta. I gotta Google his name. He. Uh, uh, Schwartz. Uh, Jim
0: Schwartz. Jim Schwartz.
2: Jim yeah. Schwartz. Yeah. So so he's the coach. So so Detroit's pretty good, you know, at this point. Uh, and that's why they had flexed the game, because Detroit was going into the game with 7-4, and four, and the Saints were 8-3. and three. So uh, it was a sense of, like, this is a pretty big game, you know, which is odd to say for the Lions. But uh, it was. And, um, you know, Matthew Stafford, they sacked him three times. He was 31 of 44. But this is another thing. Like, I feel like we remember Drew Brees, We remember 2011 as Drew Brees being awesome. But these individual games, Andrew, as we go through them, 20, 26 of thirty six, three forty two and three. Like that's fucking ridiculous. But know?
0: that was kind of a pedestrian game for him. Yeah, you know, it was just kind of business as usual.
2: You know, uh, this was a fun game because this is what I like to call the Robert, the Robert Meacham slash Devry Henderson special. Robert Meacham three for one hundred nineteen and a touchdown. Like. If there was ever a game that would def- like would perfectly encapsulate Robert Meacham, like that was it, like three for nineteen, hundred nineteen, and a score, like you know, um, but again, like the Saints, you know, they had a bunch of, they had a they had a bunch of dudes, and the thing was, the Saints, they ran the ball really good in two thousand eleven too. They were top ten and running, and like they didn't have one guy that had a ton of yards, but like Ingram had sixteen carries, Rolls had four for twenty eight. Pierre Thomas had 2 for 10. And Pierre Thomas, wasn't he injured in 2011 for stretches? Yes. You know, um you know, and then probably I have to say, well, it's it's easy to say because it 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 definitely was. They went to Tennessee the next week and had their worst fucking offensive game of the year. Like they would only score 22 um and it was it was weird because because this was Tennessee and they they were in their they were in the the Jeff Fisher seven and nine repeatedly years, um, so uh, it was really weird. Here's a fun question: well, They Adrian. kept they
0: kept stalling out for field goals in this game. Yeah,
2: who, who, fun question: Who's the quarterback for Tennessee?
0: Jake Locker.
2: I see. I didn't. I could. I didn't know that until I just looked at the box score.
0: And he and he retired like a year or two later. Yeah,
2: like Jake Locker was fucking terrible. He's like, Jake Locker was like off-brand Tebow.
0: Yeah. Well, I just remember this game kind of being like, the Saints were clearly the better team, and they're up, they're up two touchdowns late in the game. But Tennessee hits on a big play, and, yeah. and, and it's like 22-17. to 17, And then the offense, who had kind of stalled out a bunch, stalls out again. They have to punt. And Jake Locker gets them down to like the eight-yard line. And I remember on the last play of the game, you know, basically Tennessee's down five and they're at the five, and basically it comes down to one play. And I just remember being so pissed off thinking, how the hell could the Saints have allowed them to, to get to this point and, and, you know, have a chance to walk away with the win? And so, you know, the Saints were really fortunate. I think Tracy um, Porter
2: made the, the save and play in that
0: game. He may have. I just, well, I remember Roman Humber, Ramon Humber <laughs> had, um, he had, good, he had good pressure on um, Jake Locker and kind of Jake Locker had rolled out and kind of threw it in the end zone. But um, anyway, that was a huge play. And, um, you yeah, they were able to just kind of sneak out of Tennessee with the win. They didn't impress, but at this point, you know, it's just like, hey, Got they win. didn't play their best game. They found a way to win on the road and they're 10 and 3. I don't care.
2: Yeah. Marcus Colson was phenomenal in this game. He had 105 and 2. Um, and that was a thing, man. That, like, because. That that's what made the offense so special. It's just like Marcus Colston became like the third wheel on this offense. Yeah. And, and he was ridiculous in, two, in 2011. It's just, you know, and, you, and you're sitting there, and you're like, they're 10 and three. But the thing was, is like, the difference was this year in 2017, you look at the NFC and you're like, you look around and you're like, the Rams, and they're not that good golf, whatever. You look at the, the Eagles, you're like, yeah, they're good, but whence, whatever. In 2011, man, you looked around and you were like, fuck, Green Bay is 12-1. and The 49ers are 11-2-1. And the Saints are 10-3. Like, the NFC was loaded that year. And there are certain years where, like, look, any year that you can go 13-3, and you take it. But certain years, it's better to go thirteen and three than other years, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, like two thousand six, the Saints went ten and six and made the NFC Championship, and were seventeen to sixteen with the Bears in the third quarter against Rex Grossman, and they had a bye, you know. So sometimes it just depends. Like, not that it's a bet, not that it was. It was just that year the NFC was really fucking good, and um, so so you worried about the Saints – like the Saints flaws because you knew that when you got to the playoffs you were going to face these really fucking good teams. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we were really harping on the flaws. We're like this year, we're like, "Eh, the Saints can't do this or what that." But it's like, "Man, the NFC's wide open. Just get just get us there. Get us a home playoff game. We'll take it. We'll figure it out as we go." So they they win and 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 uh this was when the the moment where like the next 4 weeks the Saints' offense turned into the motherfucking Death Star. Like this was the, I think, is that fair to say, Andrew? This was the moment where you know
0: nobody could stop. Him.
2: Nobody could stop them, and even even when we get to the the San Francisco game, like the San Francisco couldn't really stop them either. Uh so they go to Minnesota, and it they win forty two to twenty. But I the thing that I remember about
0: Minnesota this, was so bad.
2: Yeah. Like they were twenty-two. I remember this. They game. won
0: two games all year.
2: Yeah, like I remember this game, and it was fourteen to thirteen. And I'm drinking, and I'm joking, and I'm looking at my fan. And my wife is like, "It's fourteen to thirteen. Like, why are you joking? You're not even like." I'm like, Minnesota isn't fucking stopping this offense. I'm like, it's twenty-one to thirteen. Like, if the Saints need to score fifty, they'll score fucking fifty. Like, they had Christian Ponder in this game, but um, you know, the Saints dropped forty on. Minnesota, and it, but it's another game where, like, Drew Reese, 32 of 40, 412, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Yep. Like, it's just, it's, it's, and and they, the Saints had four guys catch five balls. Darren Sproles caught five for 79 and one. Uh, Lance Moore caught five for 91 and two, had a 47-yard touchdown. Colston caught eight for 91 Graham caught seven for 70 like this often it just it just fucking like it and the thing was like I the feel like it's it's weird because this year they struggled that it's probably like the worst third down team they've ever had in 2017 is that fair to say Andrew mm-hmm the th- the, the 2011 team like it is Did not fucking matter. You're like third and 13, whatever. They can pick it up. Like like the down and distance didn't fucking matter. And I can't put into words what that's like to feel like when you watch your team and the down and distance just doesn't matter on offense. It was just this bizarre feeling.
0: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, and you know, I mean, carried over the next week, you know, they played Atlanta in the dome, and uh, they they won forty five to sixteen. <laughs> you know, and and it's just uh, you know, the funny thing about that game is that Brees threw two picks, and I, I I didn't even think the Saints played that well, and it was just one of those things where, even when they're not playing that well, and they're they're kind of making some mistakes on offense, like they're still like. They, they had a defensive touchdown in that game, and I remember Sproles had a 92-yard kickoff return, you know, back to, like, the one-yard line. So, like, it's just, like, everything was working, even when the offense wasn't playing that great. I like, felt they like... They were still putting up 40.
2: I felt like at that moment, they were winning the Super Bowl because I yes. was like, they scored 45. Drew Brees was 29 of 39, four touchdowns. They, he threw two picks. The defense is getting turnovers again, we are winning. Yeah, they the f- didn't.
0: They didn't even look that good, and they yeah. won forty five. I was like,
2: it doesn't like. We are winning the fucking Super Bowl. Like, they didn't even. This is like a B game for the twenty eleven Saints, and they still dropped forty five against Atlanta. And like, um, Atlanta would end up like. Was this the two point team? I can't remember. Yeah, like this was the two point team, right?
0: Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, um. So, so just to, thinking, you, like you've kicked Atlanta in the nuts and maybe kept them out of the playoffs. Like it was just, it was just glorious. Um, so they go the next week, and so so at this point, the Saints have scored 42-45. So the next week they play, uh, Carolina, who who ended up being six and ten, but they dropped forty five on them. But the thing was, the thing that made you feel so good about it is their defense, Andrew, you felt like they were turning the corner. At least I did. I felt like they were kind of turning the corner because you Mm -hmm. looked at them and you were like, they held Tennessee to 17. You know, they held Detroit to 17. Or even the Giants. This is the point total for the defense. 24, 17, 17, 20, 16, 17. You know, you felt like the defense – had really turned the corner at least, and was good enough to win you a championship. But at Carolina, like you know, um, uh, Drew Brees, did he? You know, he Drew Brees had had broken the record for yards. At, he broke the record for yards against Atlanta. You know, uh, he broke the Dan Marino record, and yeah. against Carolina, he was twenty-eight of thirty-five for three eighty-nine and five touchdowns. He had one pick. But, um, you know, at at this point, like, like this offense, it was just, I mean, I feel like I need to go through
0: the saints had four running backs too. I mean, they, they had ivory, uh, who was very good and had over a hundred yards in this (laughs) game. They had Sproles. Of course they had Pierre Thomas and they had Mark Ingram. So they, over the course of the season, they had four backs that were just dominant.
2: Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, since this is the end of regular season, we need to get to we, we need to go over some of these ridiculous, the ridiculous of it. Drew Brees, will start with five hundred four hundred. I just
0: the one thing I will say real quick about this Carolina game is that I remember at the end of the game, you know, Shockey had signed with the Panthers in the off season. I remember, I think I believe that ended up being Shockey's last game mm-hmm. as a as a professional, and um, I just remember him walking off the field, and you know he. He'd been kind of of a punk the previous game when the Saints had played against them and had run his mouth a lot and was trying to steal hand signals and alert his defense to the offensive audibles and stuff. And, um, you know, at the end of the game, he just walked off without shaking anyone's hand, you know, and was just uh, pouting, you know, basically because the Saints had owned him. And uh, I I don't know. I remember the the sentiment towards Shockey was kind of negative at that point because he had just left us for a divisional opponent. And uh, I don't know. I, I remember that feeling really good.
2: You know, but we got to go over. We got to go over Breeze, Sproles, and Graham and Colston on this offense because I'm going to start with Breeze. fifth Just stats, yeah. Team. Like five thousand four hundred seventy-six yards, forty-six touchdowns, fourteen picks. Like it. Like that's even in a league where passing, and they change the rules, and yada, 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 whatever. Like, that's fucking ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, like, I feel like, and I, I say this over all the time, I feel like history is going to be really kind to Drew Brees, and if the Saints get him another championship, which we didn't think was possible in the fucking summer, but I look at this team now, they're young, they're fucking awesome, they got Lattimore, like, if he can stay healthy for another two, three years and be a top ten quarterback, like, he might get another ring. Like, if he gets another ring, and he owns all the fucking passing records, which he will, like, it becomes a, not an argument that he's the best effort, but it becomes an argument like he's top five. I mean, that that, that 2011 season is just, it's just bananas, and Like, 54... Almost 5,500 yards. And, oh, by the way, Pete Prisco lost his fucking mind because the Saints were still throwing it against Atlanta, even though they were up big, to make sure Drew Brees got the record at home. Like, people were losing their mind. And Wang, who I know listens to the podcast, had one of his best fucking blog posts ever, where he's like, "We from from a quote from the... uh, uh Wall Street with Michael Douglas where it's like we make the fucking rules pal and it's just a great blog post. You can probably find it on his blog. Like the Saints were just like in FU mode like totally by the end of this year, which was phenomenal.
0: And no one could do a damn thing. You no, know,
2: like no one like no one had no one had fucking any uh answers to them at all. But the Saints had uh three backs that went over four hundred yards. Pierre Thomas had five sixty, Darren Sproles had six hundred yards rushing, Mark Ingram had four seventy, Colston, you know, lost and all because you had Jimmy Graham being awesome. You had Sproles set the total yardage record. Uh, Marcus Colston had eighty for 1100 yards, eleven hundred yards, yards and eight touchdowns. Like like, uh, Colston was fucking awesome in 2011 and i feel like he gets lost in the shuffle um for a lot of reasons uh but i feel Mm -hmm. like we need to give him some love like because that might have i mean it wasn't maybe his best year statistically but he was fucking unbelievable that year
0: like yeah i mean even i mean it's crazy that henderson meacham and more they were all over 500 yards yeah so even those three guys, I mean, it, the the Mount uh, Breeze was just spreading the ball around so much. Oh, and by the way, Thomas Pierre Thomas caught fifty balls yeah. on this team. So yeah, I mean, basically they they could do anything they wanted, man. Yeah. It, it was nuts.
2: It was nuts, and Spro- Sproles was Sproles was fucking amazing. Like he averaged uh, Breeze just
0: had so many weapons.
2: Like, it, and here is the thing: like Jimmy Graham, I think he did the ceiling. For any receiver in the Sean Payton offense, like because he had ninety nine for thirteen hundred and ten yards and eleven scores, like I don't think you could do. I don't think you can do more than Jimmy Graham did in the Sean in the the way Sean Payton wants to run his offense. Ninety nine for thirteen hundred. I think that's the best. Like I don't think anybody will clear that hurdle in the Sean Payton offense. Agreed. You know, I thought Michael Thomas might, but Michael Thomas doesn't have the, like, like Michael Thomas doesn't have the explosiveness. Like Jimmy Graham had giant chunk plays that year, you know,
0: often, yep. you
2: know, and I just like Mike, Michael Thomas, well, well, he's, he's really good and he's going to catch 80 to 100 balls. But he's just not going to – he's just – he's not going to have a bon- – like, Jimmy Graham had, like, four straight weeks where he had at least 120 yards. Like, Michael Thomas isn't going to do that, you know? So, like, that's the, like, the bar of 1,300 yards is, like, the most anybody's going to do. But, had yeah, Jimmy Graham had 1,300. Colston had 1,100. Like, that's fucking ridiculous of this team. And, this, like, will we have – I don't think we'll, we'll ever see an offense with the Saints be that good. In my life. I mean, not with Drew Brees. Let's say that.
0: More balanced, maybe. Um, I, I think they leaned a little too much on passing at times, and that led to some of Brees' interceptions. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's the best we'll ever see.
2: Yeah, I mean, and look, 2017 is fun, and it's it's really good, and it's just it's just different. You know, they they bang on teams, and they have Kamar and Ingram, and they lean on it. Um, so the Saints are 13-3. and They don't get a bye, which – I don't have it in front of me, but I want to say I wrote a column. I want to see. I want to say like, if you go thirteen and three, like the chances of you getting a buy are like eighty percent above, like eighty to eighty five percent. And for the Saints to go thirteen and three to not have a buy is just it's banana. It, the, the Saints in twenty eleven not getting a buy at thirteen and three is just as bananas as the two thousand six Saints already clenching a buy at ten and five. Like it was the you know it was the opposite of that
0: yeah no i uh, i mean i can't think of too many i mean i remember when they went 12 and 3 remember in 87 they didn't yeah. get it. they didn't even they didn't even win their division that yeah.
2: year yeah that team that, the 87 they only had five teams in the playoffs so yeah you know so 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 that you know you had three you had the three division winners and then you had the wild card uh, so the same. Yeah, they hosted a game, but but so they're thirteen and three, and they play Detroit. Uh, and they 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 beat Detroit. Um, but the weird thing about this game is,
0: well, they were losing. They at were half-time.
2: losing at halftime, but they hadn't punted. Um, right, which was which was really weird. Um, you know, uh. Drew Brees thirty three of forty three for four sixty six, um, and it was a fun game. You know, Marcus Colston. Well, it
0: start it started a little weird, yeah. Um, and then you know, in the second half, it started to become the death Death Star again. Um, I remember the most significant thing here is that Matt Stafford was playing well, and he was kind of hanging with the Saints for a while. Yeah, um, it kind of it was kind of a seesaw battle, um, and eventually you know, the Saints offense got rolling where they were scoring on every possession. And um, Jabari Greer came up with two picks in this game. And I remember during the course of the season, he'd had maybe one pick all year. Yeah. And and he had two in this game. And this this was maybe Jabari Greer's best game as a Saint. Jabari Greer was um, so
2: good. Like he,
0: not, he was a great player, like, but th- this was his hallmark game, yeah. I think. You know, just when you look at him getting two picks against Matt Stafford, and it was just a question of, Stafford forcing it too much because he was going up against an offense that was a juggernaut that was scoring at will, and he was trying to keep pace with them, and um, he just couldn't do it.
2: Here's a fun thing. Devery Henderson had a 41-yard catch. Colston had a 40-yard catch. Uh, Meacham had a 56 yard catch. Colston had 7 for 124. Meacham had 4 for 111, which is another like, cla- like it's, a, it's a classic Meecham game. Like once a month he's going to catch 4 for 110, you know. Yep. yep. Um uh, but I-, I will say I went to this playoff game and this is one of the last I drove in uh and the next morning I got to drive back and listen to Atlanta score two points in a playoff game as I drove back to Houston, which was just happiness for 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 half my drive but i will say this game it uh it had the probably the greatest single performance i've ever seen and i know detroit lost and we're happy they lost calvin johnson caught 12 for 211 and two touchdowns and i was at the flipper anderson game where he set the record. But Calvin Johnson, that game, he was like a fucking alien from a different planet. Like yeah. I have never, I have never seen a dude just fucking wreck a secondary like he did the same. Like the Saints had, it was, it was like, it was like me playing a bunch. It, of, it
0: felt like playing against Jimmy Graham,
2: like or playing against toddlers. Like it was fucking, <laughs> it was ridiculous. But the Saints, they won, and you know, uh, you felt. At least I did. I felt like they were going to San Francisco. The Saints went to San Francisco and they were favored um, at San Francisco, even though San Francisco was 13-2-1, which like looking back at it is kind of bonkers. But, um, you know, th- we didn't know it at the time, Andrew, but we were about yeah, to. Yeah, but it was, it
0: was Alex Smith against Drew Brees. It
2: was Alex Smith against Drew I think we,
0: Vegas was putting their money on Brees. We,
2: didn't know it at the time but the Saints won on that Saturday and we were about to embark on the darkest week in our sports fans lives because the Saints would win on Saturday LSU would play Alabama on Monday in the dome and lose 20 to nothing in the national championship and without not, crossing the 50 without crossing the 50 and then the Saints would play San Francisco the next Saturday um, in a game that is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, but it's, it was just, it was bananas, but, uh, man, San Francisco's defense, if there was one defense that could, could have stopped the Saints, it was that defense, and they did it for about a quarter, like, yeah. They fucking
0: wrecked. Well, Well, except that the Saints had a great drive to start the game. Yeah. It was a first or second drive, and they're down to the one. And, Pierre, and I remember Pierre Thomas gets knocked the F out. I mean, out cold. He was out. And he, he fumbles. Was,
2: well, no, but to be – he was out before he hit the fucking
1: ground.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. you see it on the video. You're like, that dude – he dropped the ball because he was out. And, like, that just swung it. Like, that was the Saints' first drive. And then – you know they they go and Drew Brees has after that like Drew Brees has two picks you know um, yeah and the Saints actually had
0: they were down seventeen nothing
2: yeah the Saints they were down seventeen and they had five fucking turnovers in that game which is if you turn the ball over you lose the turnover battle in a playoff game I want to say you lose like ninety eight
0: percent oh of the no I remember it was fourteen nothing and um. Courtney Roby fumbles the kickoff. Uh, so the, the Saints are down 14-0, and the 49ers recover a fumble. And, and I remember thinking, fuck, it's over. Yeah. You know, because the 14-0 in the ball, and they get a field goal out of that, so it's 17-0. Um, but then, of course, you know, this offense, man, they got you. Uh, there was, yeah, I mean, there was no way they were going to lay down.
2: Yeah. So they, they hit Jimmy Graham, and it's 17-7. And. Marcus Col this this catch by Marcus Colston right before that, 25. Like if you is Marcus Colson in the Saints Hall of Fame yet? Is he He needs to be. He he'll will, he will be. Yeah. If they ever do like a video, like the catch that he made to make it 1714 is just ever like, like it's it, it it epitomizes like why Marcus Colston has all the Saints receiving like like it's on the sideline and he catches it and he puts his feet down. It's just fucking amazing. They reviewed it. It's a catch and it's seventeen fourteen. And I remember thinking seventeen fourteen. The Saints were a fucking train wreck. I'm like it's it's not bad. Like they turn the ball mm-hmm. over four times or whatever it was. You're like it's fine. You know it's seventeen fourteen. It's it's gonna be okay. So. Then it kind of gets like... It's- I
0: mean, 17-14 at halftime, considering, you know, how that game started was... We, we, I remember thinking we got this. Yeah,
2: like you were like...
0: The second half The second half can't be any worse And as far as mistakes are concerned, and we're only three down.
2: Yeah. So, you know, it, it kind of settled into like a normal game. You know, they kicked the a field goal, the Saints kicked a field goal, and it was 23-17, um... With four minutes to go in the game, and then it got fuck. The only thing that I can equate it to is that Astros Dodgers playoff game that was thirteen to twelve in my my sporting experience. Andrew of watching teams like that's the Mm -hmm. only equivalent I have of like the madness of like all the home runs and just the bonkerness of you know like there was four minutes to go, and the game was or it was. Yeah, it was seven and a half minutes to go. It was 23 to 17. The game ended 36 to 32. They hit Sproles on a 44 yard touchdown to make it 24 23 with four minutes to go. Yeah. And um, San Francisco drove down, and Alex Smith had the 28 yard run with two, and, you know, like. And I remember watching it, and I was just like with my family. And I, I, this, game, I got fucking ripped. Like I was on the ground laying down. Like my wife was like, "I can't." My, I, my wife was like, I can't, "I've never seen you this drunk. Like what's going on?" And I remember like everybody in the house was like depressed. I'm like, "This is perfect." Like Alex Smith, he he like scored too fast. Like it's two minutes and eleven to go. Like this is twenty nine twenty four. Like this is perfect. Like we got Breeze, we got Graham. Like this is great. And the Saints fucking hit Graham for a 66 yard touchdown and I remember thinking the exact opposite I was like fuck, they score too fast but you, <laughs> you know but you like like I
0: just I just remember well, first of all, I went to college in um, Virginia and so all my friends, my fraternity brothers from back then, they knew I was a big Saints fan. so I was getting texts. I mean you know keep in mind like the Saints are the only NFL game on and they're one of like 16s left. You know, so I, America's watching and all my friends that aren't from New Orleans knew that I'm a big Saints fan. So I'm getting all these texts like <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Wow, this game is incredible. And I remember at the time, my son calling, he's seven now, but at the time he was like, he was a baby, you know, and, and so, cause this was, this was six years ago. So I remember Sproul scores. And so I'm like pumped and like I'm not putting him to bed because I'm like completely locked in on the game. And I remember like Alex Smith having the run. And then my wife had, my wife had to to take a phone call. And so I just remember with two minutes left, Alex Smith had scored and I'm supposed to put my kid to bed. And so I'm basically rocking him in my arms, standing next to the TV And I'm supposed to bring him to bed, but I'm just trying to have him fall asleep in my arms. And finally, he falls asleep. (laughs) And the Saints Saints have the ball. And the 66-yard pass happens to Graham. And so I'm, like, doing this muted, like, yes! (laughs) I have my kid in one arm, and I'm fist pumping with the other. And I'm just, like, a muted scream of just, like,
1: Jimmy Graham, fuck, yeah.
0: And um and then I'm I'm blowing up and I'm getting all these texts I'm like trying to fist pump I'm trying to answer texts I'm trying to rock my kid to sleep he, he's somehow somehow still sleeping in my arm and so I like quickly run to his bed and I put him down and get back just in time to watch well you know
2: yeah the thing that the, the disaster the, 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 you bring up a memory I was watching the Astros in that game 5 And I was giving my son a bottle. Altuve hit the home run to make it seven to seven. They still had a lot of madness to go. But I remember my wife jumping up going bananas and like my son son freaking out. So the Saints (laughs) go up 32. They get the two point conversion. They're up 32 to 29. And just, you know, the win probability, um, on this game, like it, if you look at the chart on pro football reference, like it's bananas, like the saints, like it went like when the saints, um, uh, you know, scored, they had like a, a 90% chance to win. And, and, you know, um, you felt good about it, but you knew the defense was shaky. Um, and Vernon Davis just fucking killed them.
0: Well, they and, went zero blitz.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, Vernon Davis had seven for 180 and two. I mean,
0: all they had to do was go prevent, man.
2: Thing is though, but Greg Williams didn't go pre-event in the Super Bowl, and they blitzed everybody, and Tracy Porter got the pick. So my thing in the column, and people ripped me after, is like, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Like I can't, like I can't bag on Greg Williams too much because like that's what he did. Like you know, but do you, do you really think like he should have? done it a, you really think he should have done it no different.
0: i mean you make a good point i mean you know it's revisionist history obviously and you know he, he had a lot he won a super bowl you know being him so um it's hard to hard to blame him for st- sticking with his gut and his instincts I just feel
2: like it. looking back at it you know I, I, even though like make alex smith have to dink and dunk you down the field you know because the yeah. thing is yeah. alex smith's nature Is not to press the ball down the field. Like he like he's done it a little bit better this year, but his whole career, like that's the knock on him. Like he's the dump off king, right? So if you prevent, if you prevent defense him, like he's a guy, like if you prevent Drew Brees, he's still gonna press you at certain points and it may jump up and bite you. But Alex Smith, like, when you prevent him, like he's the guy you want to prevent because his inclination is to do the dump off. And I just think looking back at it like it would have gone against everything Greg Williams would, but it was the exact like right play and I don't know if Sean Payton could have told him something but like it's Alex Smith, like he doesn't press the ball down the field when it's when it's tight windows or whatever and I just I don't know. Like it like it's still probably like in the in the pantheon of like worst sports moments I would say it's mm-hmm. it's it. I would say for me, it's probably not like it's probably number one, and my number, number two is Alabama beating LSU twenty to nothing that Monday. Like
0: the I, uh, the the two teams combined for in this game for thirty four points in the fourth quarter. Like
2: that's banana. Like like it was nuts. It's bananas. Like it, NFL film needs to do like a oral history and like a uh, a special on it where they do highlights. like the Saints, like Drew Brees. 40 of 63, 462 and 4. And that San Francisco defense was historically good. And the yep. Saints just would
0: The Saints re- couldn't run the ball.
2: No, not even. They
0: could they were getting stuffed, so the only way they could manage it was to throw every play. And they were throwing. I mean, Sproles had 15 catches for 118.
2: The catches. Colston. They were
0: using Sproles' passing a Sproles as an extension of the run game.
2: Colston, I think, had the best game of his, his career. He was nine of 136 for one in the big touchdown, which we described earlier. Uh, I think it's the best game of his career. Graham had five for 103. Even yeah, Graham
0: had- Graham didn't do anything until they took they took Graham out of the picture. Graham really didn't do anything until the touchdown.
2: Yeah. But the Saints are like, oh, you don't want to take Graham? We're just going to dump it off the Sproles, who you can't cover, and we're going to throw it to Colston. You know, even, even yeah. Denver Henderson had 4 for 49. Like, you know, and, and the thing that is so frustrating, for I think when you look back at 2011 as we sort of wrap this up, the thing that's so frustrating is the next day the Giants would go to Green Bay and beat the Packers. Uh, Which
0: meant the Saints would have had a home game. And I know the, the Giants team.
2: won the Super Bowl. And their fans would probably say, look, we, we won the Super Bowl. We'd have gone to New Orleans. I don't give a shit. No fucking team on earth was beating the Saints in the Super, Superdome in 2011. No. There's not a team. No. No. And I don't care that the Giants got healthy. Or whatever. The Saints would have. House the Giants. Now I don't know if the Saints would have beat New England because their defense was so fucking shaky. Like I think Tom Brady might have lit them up. Like that's a fair thing to say. But if the Saints beat on a
0: neutral field, Yeah. yeah,
2: like I don't know if they'd have won a Super Bowl, but they'd have got there. And the thing was, you know, we don't look at it as. Sad as we do now, because twenty seventeen, we got all these young kids now, and we're like, man, if Drew Brees can play till he's forty one, our window is wide open again. But man, before this year, we looked at it and was like, man, yeah, that that was kind of when the window shut, you know, because yep. because yep. they lost, bounty gate would happen three four months later, uh, and they've never been this, like like they they bounced back in twenty thirteen, but they've never been what they were in 2011, uh, as good again until this year, you know? Um, but what, where do you rank that on? Like, is, is Vernon Davis, is that is that like the most painful saints memory for you? Like the Vernon Davis touchdown catch?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think when you consider what was at stake and, and, um, just what more they could have accomplished in the finality of it, um, you know, some of the playoff losses to Minnesota or, you know, losing to the Falcons was hard in the 90s at home. Yeah, the, uh, the, that, the, that, that playoff team hurt 91, me a lot, 90, especially as a little kid. Yeah,
2: 90, 91, and 92 was really hard. And I remember walking out yeah. in ninety
0: I, I I did feel like those teams could make a run at the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I mean, I felt the thing that made me – the 92 team made the, – the 92 Saints made me really sad because I remember walking out, even though I was only 16, I remember walking out thinking – this is the end of this team's run and they didn't win a playoff game. And I feel really bad for them and Jim Mora and all that, you know? Um, you know,
0: the Bears, losing to the Bears in the NFC Championship, I mean, that was just tough because I really thought after Katrina, you know, I, it did feel like destiny. Well, and you, you felt, that, so, g- yeah. And you felt, even fe- though they got, even though they got beaten badly. You yeah. Know, that, that well, was that was hard one. to
2: stomach because you just watched the whole fourth quarter knowing you're not going to the super bowl.
0: Yeah. I think, I think those three losses, you know, losing to Atlanta at home in the playoffs, um, you know, the bears in the NFC championship game. And then this one, Um, those are maybe the three games I can think of that, that have the most, I have the most scars from, you know, as a saints fan and, uh, you could make an argument that the Niners was most painful, but, um, I think, I think especially the Falcons at that time, because I was, as a kid, I was just so hungry for that first playoff win. And when they lost, it just felt like I was never going to see this team win a playoff game. Um, with the Saints, you know, again, we were still high off the fumes of 2009, so while losing to the 49ers was crushing, and you could really feel the weight of the missed opportunity, um, I think there was the comfort of, well, at least we won the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing I remember, I remember I went to a to an engagement party for somebody after and somebody was like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. It just means the Saints are meant to go to the Super Bowl next year when it's in New Orleans." And That's I, right. and I was like, I looked at her and I said, "That's not how the NFL works." Like, Yeah, you, but you, I you, I you didn't
0: know, at the time we didn't really feel like the window was closing yet. No. And but then we didn't we didn't know Bounty Gate was No, we didn't know we didn't know way.
2: Bounty Gate was losing. Um but it I still look back at it like, and I still love that team. Like that last month where they were dropping forty on teams. Like it's still
0: magical. It's
2: still magical. Like like that team. Like it didn't matter the lead the the what they trailed. It didn't matter the down and distance. Like that team just like that offense was 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 magical. And 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 you know it's a shame they didn't it's a shame they didn't win a championship but it doesn't make it any less it doesn't make it any less fun um and i would final thought i, I still say that offense was better than the 2009 offense i still say that like you know, yeah. The the defense created a bunch of turnovers in 2009, and they won the they won the they won the Lombardi, and it was great. But that 2011 offense was just—I mean, it was just ridiculous. Like, what would you? Final thought: What was your favorite? What was your favorite thing about the 2011 offense?
0: Um, I think it was Sproles, man. Yeah. It's the addition of Sproles and what he meant to his team and. You know, just to have a little guy that was so quick, I mean, he, he really – Sproles, I think a lot of Saints fans would agree with this. I mean, he, he was one of the most exciting players. I mean, as fun as Graham was and as incredible as Breeze has been, um, the addition of Sproles is, is – he was just a player that I'll never forget. Yeah. And, and this was his best season. And um, to me, that just made it this, this season, this whole season, immeasurably fun.
2: Yeah, I I love Sproles. I loved him when they signed him. And I say that Sproles deserves to be in the Saints Hall of Fame because he was awesome in 2011, and he was quietly awesome in that Saints 2013 playoff game where they won and filled in. His
0: his season was so historic. I've been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and his season was so historic that there's a jersey. His jersey, his Saints jersey, is hanging up in the Hall of Fame with – the all-purpose yards record, and it speaks about that season. I mean, he, he really had a historic year.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. Recognized in the whole thing. Yeah, like 2011, it's just like the Saints may win again, and hopefully they will win another Super Bowl, and it'll be great and it'll be awesome. But when we're 80 and we're talking about if we still have our mar- all our marbles, when we're talking about like great offenses – we're gonna talk about that 2011 team.
0: You're, you're gonna need a liver transplant. I'm gonna need. Well,
2: I'll just they'll have like a they'll they'll grow they'll they'll grow livers like they grow tomatoes now and you'll just get them. They'll have them in like a liver farm. Um, <laughs> but I just think like we're gonna look back and we're gonna be like like when Drew Brees goes in the Hall of Fame, like his numbers are going to be ridiculous and people are gonna be like he was even better than we thought. And uh, on that note, I am so drunk. And thanks to everybody for donating and making Drunk History happen. You got two parts of twenty, the twenty eleven. See Andrew, I fuck the twenty eleven Saints. I hope you enjoyed our recap and reliving it. Uh, for Andrew, uh, I'm Ralph. Uh, take us away, drunk uh, British lady. God damn it!
1: Thanks to all of our Saints Happy Hour listeners, whose donations made Drunk Saints history possible. Until next time, remember, surviving Saints history is hard. That's why God made alcohol.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.